Now then, what a gorgeous episode you have ahead of you. I bloody loved doing this one. And if you would like 20 minutes extra chat with this week's guest, who wouldn't? Only a fool. Get your cute little tush over to patreon.com forward slash dating my mates. So for this series, every guest has been asked patron only questions and I've also siphoned off some of the really cheeky stuff that we've spoken about into those episodes as well. So not only will you get a link to this week's episode, but also all the previous ones that have gone before it and you'd also be supporting the podcast, which is dead fit. Thanks so much. Now, this episode is the penultimate in series three. So next week is the last one. Fuck me, it's a good one. I'm so excited. Um, The end. Well, it's the beginning of the episode, really. The end of this bit. Okay, I'll leave you alone now. I think some people, if they see the questions or think it's a dating podcast, they just think I want to talk about shagging. Welcome to Dating My Mates, the podcast with me, Katrina E. Lawrence, a podcast where I fire my arsenal of questions, usually reserved for poor, unwitting dates, at one of my mates. And this week I've got Timothy. Hi, Tim Bob. Hello. How are Hello. you? <laughs> um, I'm I'm daunted by that introduction, but yes, happy, happy Good. to be here. Yeah, you Let, let's you, chat. Purposefully did not want to see the questions. <laughs> yeah. And now I'm in your bed and we're chatting <laughs> about dating. One thing leads to another. Apparently so, yeah. Well, we we met on Tinder. Exactly, exactly. How many years Ye- ago? Years ago. But then we didn't meet. We've only... Twice? Three times? I think this is our fourth time we've met. It gets better every life. time. It really does. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, but we talk all the time. Absolutely. Don't we? Absolutely. So I think... Very much a case that you've got to look at what the uh, what the relationship is about mm. on a one on one, and then work work with that. Yeah, I suppose most of our relationship is talking about dating as well. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I feel like I'm cheating on you sometimes when I talk about that, but uh, oh, only a little bit. Good. Yeah, not enough. Not good. To do it. That's <laughs> how I want you to feel. Exactly. Um, so, what's been the highlight and low light of your day thus far? Um. Low light was that I, I went out far too late last night, um, so woke up regretting many decisions I've made in my life. Um, <laughs> but highlights so far, I I just had a I just had a bit of a potter around, mm. just had a wander around the flat. So there's that that Johnny Cash quote, which is one of the most beautiful things ever. And he was asked, "What what do you consider to be the definition of paradise?" Um, and he said, um, "This morning." With her drinking coffee. It was oh. just so dear. Um, probably completely misquoted. I thought you were g- about to travel down uh, Ring of Fire because you'd been out for curry last <laughs> have, night. And I thought, bed. this is very off-brand for do, you. Yeah, do you think that's, do you think that's me? <laughs> nice. So no, I think there's this, there's this, uh, there's this sort of uh, calm joy with coffee, even though I, I, I drank alone this morning. Oh. Um, it, was, uh, I think it was just an, it was a nice moment. The highlight... Cancelled out the low light then. The coffee. Always. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Always. Absolutely. So hangovers are very much, it's kind of like tax. Mm-hmm. Yeah. No one likes tax. Yeah, 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 yeah. But the more you get taxed, that means you, the more you've earned. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So the more hungover you are, the uh, more you had a good night the night before. Absolutely. Always an indication. Nice. There we go. So I would like to know, mm-hmm. what do you look for in someone, Timothy? Um, this has been something I've been questioning a great deal mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. over the past however many months. Let's say six months. Yeah. And I think the core thing is to be proud of them. Yeah, you've said that to me before. Respect right. them. I think right. you went from being, you wanted to respect them and now you want to be proud of them. I think it's a pride thing. As in, it can be for any reason you can be proud of them. And it can be their own personal journey. Mm-hmm. But I think... In the past, my relationships have often, it's become about the relationship, Yeah, yeah I yeah. suppose. So you lose yourself as a person. So instead of, when you get into a relationship, you're building something new. So there's two people plus a relationship. So it's a, mm. it's a group of three. Yeah, yeah, As opposed yeah. to when you fall into a relationship, it just ends up being the one. And it's only about the internal relationship. So you, you stop, either the other person stops doing the things mm-hmm. now that they've caught someone. 
<laughs> yeah, um, ensnared. Absolutely, yeah. or, or you do. Yeah, and it's you know it's 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 either way round. So I think it's this idea of being proud of them. So they're still doing something. They still exist as a person, and I think it's certainly a work in progress. Mm. But I think that's currently that's currently how I feel. Give me an example of something where you feel proud of someone. Um, so someone who I dating at the moment is an artist mm. and I think just by the fact that they're actually doing it and they're doing exhibitions and they're mm. building these mm. things and uh, you know that's enough they are creating something or they're trying to create something you've got a thing about manner. creativity anyway though you really like that in people there's a trope I think so I read something online um many many years ago um that someone was asking how can I be more interesting <laughs> and you know usually uh, you know, get your hair cut. Yeah. Weird, ha- weird hair. Yeah, yeah. Um, but actually, uh, somebody just very astutely said, um, you should never try to be interesting. You should just always try to be interested. And I think that's absolute wisdom. Yeah, yeah. Quite a banal aphorism. But mm-hmm. um, if you take it from that, then yes, if you be interested in things, then you will probably create in some manner off the back of that. Mm-hmm. Even if it's forming an idea about something or yeah. you're producing something or whatever whatever it is, or even just being able to have a conversation about that thing, if you're interested, mm-hmm. then 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 that's all. You you will you will build these things and and you will have a reason I you know I feel to be to be proud of that person. Um mm-hmm. but as I said, I've not fi- figured out all the nuances of it and mm-hmm. in in retrospect it it could be quite naive or sort of demanding of the other person mm. to um, to be some great thing that I could admire. But I think if they're innately that way, yeah. then it's fine. And that's what you're Indeed. attracted to. It's not yeah. like you're saying to someone, uh, <laughs> I need to be proud of you. Go and <laughs> yeah. go, go in the corner and make me something. Absolutely. No, no, completely, completely. But I also think it's a very, um, it can be a polarizing thing. Therefore, mm-hmm. you get. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Y- you can narrow down. Yeah. Quite quickly, um, whether they're somebody who uh, um, who you're interested in. Nice. I like that. Uh, so, what is your opposite to that? What is your biggest turn-off in a potential mate? Sexism. Okay. Fundamentally sexism. So, I have an example of okay. how much you hate that. That you've changed your Alexa to a male voice. <laughs> <laughs> absolutely. It's, just, it's absolutely ridiculous that we, yeah, we will always end up with these very specific specific roles that people should have, and um, yes, yeah, so my my um, yeah my robot is male and English. I think um, yeah, we could all put it down to daddy issues or something. I'm not sure, sure but uh, <laughs> yeah, well, no, it's, it's a good app. <laughs> exactly. It's easy. So I think the thing that one is uh, annoys me the most about it is sexism disguised disguised uh, dis- uh, as traditionalism. Mm. That it's it's sometimes a hard one to argue because. It also comes into ideas of chivalry, mm. which chivalry is great, but it shouldn't be. It shouldn't be based on gender, mm-hmm. as in if it's the right thing to hold a door open for, open for someone. Mm. It doesn't matter whether you're male and they're yeah, female. Yeah, yeah. Uh, it can. It should work both both ways. Mm. And yeah, I've been on a on a on a few dates where people have said that they're traditionalists, but it's actually just disguised sexism, mm. and um, that we have these roles based upon our gender, not because. You know, some people will want to be overtly masculine and mm. overtly chivalrous and overtly what, whatever else mm. are associated with the roles of uh, masculinity. Mm. That's fine because it's a conscious decision. Mm-hmm. But to have that in, in, imposed based on your gender, I, I can't stand it at all. Yeah, I think it's difficult, though, because I think for a lot of women, if they were to be chivalrous, mm-hmm. sometimes it comes across as desperate. And that's no, and that's the societal bit coming in, right? So, for example, Sex in the City. Yes, <laughs> there's an episode where Carrie wants her ex back, mm-hmm. so she throws stones at the window. Mm-hmm. And if a guy did, well, I mean, now no, it'd be different. If a guy did that, I'd, would I find it romantic or would I find it really creepy? In the nineties, I would have found it really romantic. Yeah, but then if a girl does it, it, it has a oh crazy energy to it yes so okay so if we are going to acknowledge that there are societal uh leanings Mm -hmm. towards a certain things that you can do then take them into account with how you act Mm -hmm. so yes it might not be 
the fact that you're going to throw stones at the window, but you would do maybe the the female accepted equivalent, mm-hmm. perhaps. And I, I don't agree with that. Understand that it's it's about communicating how you come across, mm-hmm. not about the absolute act. It takes two to communicate. Mm-hmm. So. Yes, you may need to bend a little bit so that you get your point across correctly. But this, for example, this bizarre idea that men should text first and yeah, start the conversation. Yeah, yeah. Sure, but no. Mm. Um, but then I often find, I do agree with you, that I went through a phase of... So the guys that would message first mm-hmm. were the guys that then revealed themselves to be genuinely interested and anyone that didn't text first they never really bothered it's an indicator it's an indicator yes but that indicator should then not become a rule set yeah for sure yeah absolutely but it has been yeah yeah totally yeah um so yes and i i yes i was reading a a thing online that said somebody actually was asking for a bit of advice on their on their tinder game and she started off with things of saying, you know, I, I, I sent the first message. Um, yeah, I'm really embarrassed about that. Mm. And it, it actually is a taboo that girls should message first. But it also seems to be this arbitrary coyness. Um, so, you know, maybe even going all the way back to the fact that girls don't actually like sex and it's something imposed by mm. them, by mm. men. Mm. Um, so that, you know, girls aren't allowed to enjoy any of this stuff yeah, whatsoever. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, so they're not allowed to be active about these things, perhaps. Maybe that's reading too much into it. But yeah, I, I, I can't deal with... It's usually the attitude, not the... the, the it's the expectation. Mm-hmm. Um, or the obligation that there should be certain gender roles. Yeah. Um, so, I, I, yeah, it's all about sort of considering... Yeah, considering it as opposed to using it as a default. Mm-hmm. That's all. Okay, cool. Biggest turn-off in a potential mate is being sexist. Yep. Yep. What's your worst dating scenario? So if someone, Fab, who you thought was just mm-hmm. an absolute dish, uh, proposed a date and you thought, absolutely not, I'm not doing that. Oh, um, organised fun. Oh my God, mine's the same. Absolutely. Yeah, organised fun, disgusting. Let's go to it. karaoke. Or, uh, yeah. <laughs> absolutely not. If you want to sing at each other, let's just go in the street and shout at each other loudly out of tune. <laughs> you know, makes absolutely no... So, okay, the um, maybe a worst dating anecdote um, was kind of went along those lines. So, um, someone was chatting to you. They, they weren't great, but they could have been could have been fun. Just to <laughs> you're going to say it could nice have been better. Yeah, no. Well, um, so yeah, they, they you know I never thought we were going to settle down together, but uh, you know they they seemed mm. quite cool on chat. They could they had what's what's the phrase quite good game. Why I don't know something like that. <laughs> so I um I uh, did a. I organised for us to go to uh, the Oxo Tower. Oh, yeah. For drinks. And, yeah. I, you know, maybe it's a little bit of an over-the-top first date, but I kind of wanted to go there. Yeah. And so I booked us in at the, at the bar there. And to cut a very long story short, um, she complained about it because there were stairs. What? She doesn't like stairs, doesn't like walking up things. So I said we could take the lift, and she was annoyed it was so high. And then on the way back, <laughs> um, we, like... I, I walked back to like Waterloo Station and there's some stairs going up the bridge and she wouldn't go up them. So um, maybe a little bit bad of me. I just left her there. It's like, right, you, you go what that way to the, the station. Hell? And I think it was this sort of, ah, uh, maybe we can put this on of the uh, the biggest turn as well, laziness. Yeah, fair and enough. I think it was very much that there was no, mm. there was no adventure or desire to be anything more. It's kind of consuming and sort of taking and yeah, 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 that yeah, kind yeah. of idea. So that's all I could put it down to. Um, we obviously weren't a very good match. Um, Did she, she think that that was an activity and organised fun, having to walk up some stairs? Well, <laughs> may, maybe so. Yeah, maybe I'm being quite short-sighted here. And that actually, you know, one of her biggest turn-offs <laughs> are stairs. Yeah, but you're not going to get very far in... Well, I mean, what... Well, I it's think just she, really diva and demanding. It, I'm not I'm not walking up those stairs. I took How it as a diva thing. But, uh, you know, if, if we get into this, then, then we'll probably get into, you know, accessibility of urban environments. Um, well, I did think, you know... <laughs> There are people that can never do yeah, that. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah. But that's, that's, for, that's for next time. Yeah, yeah. sure, 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 sure. Um, what is the worst date you've ever been on then? Yeah, it is that one. It is that yeah, one. Yeah, absolutely. Because we, when, we when we were at the bar, she just like, she sort of ripped into, we both worked for um, the same company in the mm-hmm. past, and she was just really insulting it, being quite rude and negative about it, in sort of the same way that you bitch and whinge about your exes. Well, yeah, do it a little right. bit, but... That's 
Yeah, you calm know, it down. We're yeah, on a date. Abs- absolutely. I'm eventually going to be your ex, probably. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah. Don't, don't care. And it's like, you know, take some ownership. You work for that company. You work for them for yeah. a certain amount of time. Okay, it didn't end brilliantly, but I don't but know. I, one of the things that I find most attractive in people is the way they speak about their exes. Mm-hmm. So if it's with love, it didn't work. Mm-hmm. And because a red flag for me is if a guy is really bitter yeah. about the breakup. I just yeah. think, well, you're not ready to date because you haven't processed it. And also, maybe you had a part to play in this as well. Absolutely. You know? Absolutely. So, yeah, definitely. Every relationship you ever have, bar one, if you're monogamous, mm. will end. Yeah. But, so, when I was in um, therapy a few years back... Um, That's my opening line on every date, by the way, that I go on. When I was in therapy a few years back. <laughs> really? Just put that at the top of your profile. <laughs> yeah. Um, actually, I've been seeing a very interesting um, uh, trend on, on, on apps that people... Actually put on there, if you've been in therapy, mm. then um, um, I take that as a positive. That's a very London thing. I think oh, really? a lot of okay. people would want to put that on there. But most of the time, in, historically, certainly for myself, the stigma around therapy has always been quite a negative thing. Yeah. But now people understand that there's, a, there's this uh, emotional complexity or emotional That's maturity. Great. Absolutely. So I've, I've, I've really enjoyed seeing, seeing that. Certainly it will... Uh, instate many other questions mm-hmm. but i think on the whole possible anyway so when i was in when i was in therapy this was just after uh, my marriage ended and i i think i had a, a concern around my relationship with relationships yeah um i believe that your relationship should be something that starts and then progresses 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 the end goal is always getting married having kids settling down mm-hmm. that's always the end goal but the one thing that uh, my therapist asked me was, what do you want from the relationship? Or what do you want mm. the relationship to be? Mm. And that's something I'd never, ever questioned right. at all before. Mm. And I think the interesting thing with this is that, you know, it might just be, you know, it might be purely sexual and exploitative and mm-hmm. transactional and you're just using them. It could be that you see it lasting for a couple of months mm-hmm. and you're going to sort of have that mm. plot arc over it. And it's right. not a case of limiting it. It's a case of understanding what... What can we learn from each other? Mm-hmm. Maybe you can only learn so much. Maybe you only want to learn or you're only ready to learn so much. But mm-hmm. it's not always a case that everything needs to be, so let's say, everything needs to be perfect or the American dream. Mm-hmm. If it doesn't do that, it's a failure. Yeah, for sure. So did you almost see relationships as an abstract thing that you had to have in your life? Like, or almost like, I need a job, I need this, I need that, I need a relationship. And it needs to slot in and it needs to be successful, but you weren't sort of living in it. That's right. It was commoditized. I was treating mm. it like a commodity, right. I, I suppose. Um, I think when I was younger, I didn't date enough, was suitably uh, insecure mm. about, uh, about things. Mm-hmm. And so I think that it was potentially a case of someone actually likes me. I better make it legal. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sort of thing. How so, old were you when you got married? Uh, 25, 26. Yeah, yeah, young. Um, young enough, absolutely. And, you know, it, it, it's it's not regrettable. It was it was definitely a rushed decision and, um, and not the right thing to do. But I think I've learned so much more from that because now we've taken the weight away from it. Mm. There's no expectation yeah. that I might want that. Then. Yeah. So now I do it not because anyone or society tells me to. It's mm. just because it's exactly what I do want. Totally. And I agree with you. I now see, because I've chosen to learn a lot from each relationship now, I've I've actively, actively sought out the, the recovery after the Mm -hmm. relationship. Yeah. And I found it so interesting and learned so much that I do now see uh, dating as just me really tightening up on everything that I want out of a relationship and what I want it to be. So that, because I think that when I find someone, it's going to completely blow me away Mm -hmm. because it's been so fucking long since I've had a real connection with someone that it's like, I'm almost battening down the hatches. I'm getting all my boundaries so concrete because Mm -hmm. if someone does come along and I just get swept up in it, I need to have that stuff in place really rigidly so that I won't just bend and... Because for so Mm -hmm. long... I would just go out with anyone. 
like anyone <laughs> it didn't fucking matter if they no. wanted to have sex with me I was like oh, alright I'll make you fall in love for me that's great this is going to work forever and it would just be this chaotic mess Yeah. and I realised that maybe I'm going too far the other way but like I said to you earlier I'm also just not fucking arsed at the moment mm-hmm. like I don't I feel really unbothered and even now I go on Tinder and I just think, oh, I've only been on it, back on it for about a month and I'm already done. Right. So I think I'm just going to come off again. Well, you have that peak, don't you? Kind yeah. of a little bit excited. So maybe just let it let it peter out. I'm not sure. Yeah. But that's an interesting thing, though, because I think it's always about awareness and not what you're doing. As in, yeah, you can have the most destructive, manipulative relationship. Mm. If you're both aware of it, that those are the terms... <laughs> And you're happy with it. You want to do it, so be it. It doesn't need to be this perfect thing. Mm. But it's when you don't realise that or you're Mm. actually, um, yeah, you're expecting something else from it, I suppose. Yeah, definitely. Also, I did, uh, have you looked at this Saturn Returns theory before? So when you, I had my Saturn Return, you have it around the age of 28. And the reason I started looking at it is because there's a real trope of people in recovery who get clean when they're 28. Right. Well, this is interesting. And then someone that I think is fab was looking into it as well. So I started looking into it. And it was so interesting because you have periods of waxing and waning. Mm-hmm. So your peaks and troughs within that. Mm-hmm. Uh, I did me and I put me and my sisters in. So I calculated it. We both had our first waning when our dad died, right. like specific to the, the months uh, from his diagnosis to when he died. Right. Mm-hmm. Peak was when my sister was born. Mm-hmm. And my next big uh, peak is going to be when I'm 37 and it's only one day. So it's really specific. So I'm thinking, oh, I'll probably marriage in a baby. And it's been, even though that might not be the case, it's just made me really relax and think, yeah. oh, that's fine. Because that sounds like a good number to me. I'd be quite happy at around 37 to that's start doing that sort age. of stuff. But it's just really... Giving me more of the like, oh, I can't be asked right now because I'm just doing other stuff. So what's, sorry, what's the thinking behind this that you get things in seven year cycles? You get three in your lifetime if you live to 88. Oh, right. Okay. So yeah, when your Saturn returns, that was when I was 28. I think that was my first one. Right. So then the next one I'll be, what, like late 50s and then when I'm 88. Interesting. So it's big seismic shifts that happen in your life. Yeah. And then you have the little sort of things in between. Yeah. But yeah, it was just really reassuring. No, absolutely. And I thought that's exactly what I want. And without being dismissive, even if it's absolute bullshit. Exactly. You've got something, you've got an answer. Exactly. It that's doesn't it. Matter. Yeah. Absolutely. And with all that kind of stuff, mm-hmm. I just think that all it does is, it's just a lens to see things through. Because you all know yeah. what we need and what we want to do. But if you get some reassurance around that, yeah. or something that kind of taps into the maybe don't do that thing, then you think, oh, that's my sign. That's my sign. I won't do it. Well, we sort of have this, um, we have this problem in very much the way that we see things are, um, (laughs) how do I explain this? So we're always looking forward from the point that we are now. Mm. So everything's anchored to where we are now and what's happened in the past for Mm -hmm. what you want. Yeah, yeah. So for example, if you're looking for a new job, you would think, do I have the skills at Mm -hmm. the moment? Do I have the experience behind me? And we do this sort of with everything. We're always sort of looking forward based upon history mm-hmm. and, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and I think this is a problem so the the problem with it so of course I'm studying architecture mm-hmm. at the moment and we have this problem with when we're building buildings is that mm-hmm. we all believe that the architect's job is done when the building gets built mm-hmm. they've designed it it's standing mm-hmm. up yeah. job done mm-hmm. but actually that that's atrocious because that's essentially building sculpt, sculpture right yeah. Because you're just building a physical thing. It doesn't right. matter how it works or how it performs mm-hmm. or whether people use it. So actually, uh, a building succeeds or an architecture happens when people use the space. And it if is. it's used, mm-hmm. and it's almost phenomenological that the architecture is the events that happen in that space. So only mm-hmm. maybe after 20, 30 years, can you understand yeah. what was that building about? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and, you know, of course, there's, there's uh, social events that happen, like, you know, Grenfell tower was is never going to be about social housing anymore it's going to be about the the government being or whoever being yeah, tight yeah, asses yeah. and exceptionally dangerous so i think if you do the same with your 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 life and mm-hmm. instead of looking at all the things that you could do mm-hmm. um based on where you are and based on maybe what you think you want because then you'll never make any decisions or it'll be too totally. much and you'll always be yeah. unsure yeah um look back from what you want your obituary to be mm-hmm. write that and it might be that you need to go through these steps. It might be that you're going through the same things. I've actually done that. Yeah? Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, I did it. And 
I I suggested that a couple of my friends did it as well mm. because it is okay. What are the greater things? What do you want to be remembered for? What right. do you? And I think even if you're not achieving certain goals mm. that you want to, relationships or career, the the person that you are, that's the stuff, isn't it? It's right. it's that, and you can be that now, or you can aim to be that tomorrow. Right. So you can be working on that stuff, and I think that's really lovely as well. Mm. But yeah, totally. And the other thing is, I know that my next successful relationship is the reason it unnerves me is because it's going to be full of things that I've never had before. Because Hopefully. It, yeah. That'd be awesome. Yeah, because if I was just repeating all this stuff from before, mm. it would be unsuccessful for me. There'll be yeah. elements to it that feel familiar, of course, and it will be with someone new. And that's, I think, why I've pushed myself so far into get really really boundaried because there's going to be elements to it that oh sweep me off my feet or knock me or this or that um and but then also i might just think fuck it when i get there and that might all go out the window and yeah what do you want from a relationship or why do you want a relationship um it's interesting because i think i felt i felt a lot of guilt around even wanting a relationship and saying that i do because of my behavior for so many years Mm -hmm was so damaging to me and people that I wanted to be with. I want someone who makes me laugh every day. We have fun. And I fancy, really, really fancy, and would want to have sex with for 30 or 40 years. Right, okay, okay. Someone that is just, has this... I know the feeling of the person. Mm. I I already know the feeling, and they have a real calmness and stillness to them they are quietly confident and really dry really funny and they make me feel they give me not that I need someone for confidence but you know when you're with someone and you just it's I'm trying to say it the least cheesy way but you do sort of build each other up and you get this Oh, you feel sexy, you feel confident, you feel able to achieve things that maybe you hadn't even considered. Yeah. And I want us both to be operating at a high frequency, so it isn't one dragging the other up. Yeah. But it's, I think everything within it, it's just has a confidence and a quiet assurance about it. Yeah, absolutely. That's what I want. But I want fun and silliness in there as well. But I want like private fun and silliness. Yeah. That's, yeah. I think you also would like someone who gives really good hugs. Oh my God, yeah. I think, yeah, really big arms. So this yes. another... I want a yeah. big person. <laughs> exactly, yeah. bear. Yeah, yeah. So this is another interesting thing around the, 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 the sexist uh, thing. Um, I was chatting to a few of my male friends about the last time they received a compliment. Mm. Some of them said it was about 10 years ago from one person in a coffee shop. <gasps> really? Men do not get complimented. Oh, I do. I compliment people. Is that why people think I'm a flirt? <laughs> no, that's because you flirt with them. Oh, right, okay. Yeah. Um, so yeah, men do not get complimented. And I think that's... Yeah, that's bad. It, it's absolutely terrible because no one really no one really notices it because no one's really spoken about it yet. And I don't know the last time that I got complimented apart from recently when Mm. I've been trying to set that. um, And sorry, this was coming back to sort of having this, um, uh, the other person making you feel uh, confident Mm -hmm. or reassuring. Mm -hmm. Those are sort of... Right, absolutely. These are these these open conversations and I think I've instigated them or more importantly, the the person I'm dating uh, has instigated it. Mm-hmm. Um, and and that's that's wonderful. That's fantastic. But yeah, it just doesn't happen otherwise. That's so interesting because I do, and I have like I I I'm trying to remember. Like, I know I've been on a date where I've sat down and I've gone, "You're beautiful." Like mm-hmm. you're just wanted to let you know. Yeah. Before anything else comes into it, and maybe I decide that they're just just you're really beautiful or handsome or you're funny. Mm-hmm. But I think there's also you're funny. Can always sound sarcastic though. Yeah, I know. Do I say you're funny? I think the only time, (laughs) you know, I've noticed when, when people say, oh, that's so funny. I think it's not because you've not laughed. You've just said, oh, that's so funny. Yeah. No, but I would almost, I'd say it in a shocked way. You're actually really funny. Yeah. It would probably be one of those. In a shocked way? Yeah. I don't know if that's any better. 
<laughs> I would say in a shocked way because no fucker's funny. Yeah. Well, absolutely. there are, but it's rare that you find someone that is really, really funny. What do you think the root cause for that is? Do you think it's your sense of humour? I'm hilarious. Yeah. Yeah. High <laughs> <laughs> benchmark. Yeah, high benchmark, definitely. Awesome. Um, but yeah, I, well, we had someone on the other week and he said that he knew a relationship was bad because he realised he didn't get one compliment throughout the whole relationship. Right, right. So, yeah, but I think there's also an element of women feeling that they can't give themselves to men in it's like a vulnerable thing yeah complimenting someone and you might not get that back but then that is off the back of that the reassurance exactly and i don't want someone to be constantly you know touching my leg saying this is it's just that quiet or silent reassurance where you just are working together and it's open communication and you're not sat there on a saturday night waiting for the phone to ring yeah it's no I know how I feel about you and I have and it doesn't I'm not talking about it doesn't have to be really passionate and really extreme straight away but just I like you you like me that's enough you show me I show you yep if you forget it or you want to say it say it yes totally just do it yeah yeah that's not overly eager or all all this shit that keeps being yeah yeah thrown around at the moment totally um so what is your what's your best dating scenario Hmm. Someone with loads of stairs so you can see if your date stairs. is awful or not. I think um I don't it's always down to the person. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um it'll probably involve a pub, it will probably involve walking, mm-hmm. uh will probably involve being able to share things. Mm. So bodily fluids or pasta? What do you mean? I don't mix bodily fluids and pasta. Never? No. But, um, see, this is where you're going wrong. Yeah, right. <laughs> um, so, so there's this very interesting thing of dating during, during lockdown. Yeah. Or during, uh, uh, yeah, uh, the past year, is that you would meet outside mm-hmm. and then maybe you go for a walk. Mm-hmm. So I was, um, I had a walk with, with the young lady and for about an hour and a half, I didn't look at her. Yeah, we spoke about this. It's such a good point. Because you're walking in the same direction, so you yeah. never actually see the person. Yeah. So I think being able to be in a situation where you can share, even if it's information or, mm-hmm. or flirtations or whatever it is, um, that's really important, I think. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think walking is, is very important. Um, uh, so certainly you need someone who, who can walk at a, a sensible pace, uh, for sure. Mm-hmm. Um, not mm-hmm. too slow. Again, it's this sort of keenness. Um, but the ability to you know be in an environment where you can see things and be inspired by that, mm-hmm. I think that's uh, that's quite important. Amazing, yeah. Because the people that invented, oh for God's sakes, I've just completely forgotten what it is. The therapy that you have when you have had, what is it? It what the therapy where you have to move your eyes from side to side. So you will have, so say a traumatic event has happened to you. Right. They will then, someone will go through that again and again with you and you will have to move your eyes back and forth, back and forth, back and forth. And the way that it came about is the woman was a therapist and she was walking with her clients and she found that when she was walking with them, Mm -hmm. it had a greater positive impact and then she realized it wasn't just the the walking it was the scanning that was happening with the eyes so then she sort of amped that up yeah and it was that's now what's used for people that are suffering from PTSD and things like that wow but okay. it, but the but the crux of that was her exploration of walking is just makes everything better and the endorphins the blood and, and yeah, yeah and it really does flow better yeah so yeah, for dates, walking is fab. But I also like I really love sitting next to people for dinner right. rather than opposite. But then on a first date, I'd always sit opposite. This was one thing I actually missed um, during lockdown was mm. that sitting across from someone, mm. having the eye contact, and maybe mm. feet under the table. Yeah, it's just this really specific it's type so, of interaction. And when it's great, yeah. it's great and yeah. you just oh yeah absolutely yeah it's fantastic so one uh, an old friend once said to me that um it's everything that you do in a relationship mm. you need to put on a table in the first month three months whatever it mm. is generally talking sexually yeah, yeah, as yeah. in it'd be really weird after 12 months two years to say all of a sudden let's try anal yeah 
yeah. for example, because they would be thinking, have you been wanting it all this time? Yeah, or have you been mm-hmm. doing something which means that you're Where's not happy? Where's that come from? Exactly. Yeah. So that, you know, that's impossible to do and it should be impossible to do because you want to grow. Mm. However, you do need to have something so that it doesn't seem out of place. And I guess this yeah. is... Um, creating a relationship that is open where you do have the mm-hmm. capacity to talk, mm-hmm. I suppose. So that's, you know, you need to, uh, I guess I need to test that out. Can people talk mm-hmm. or can I talk to them? Can they, mm-hmm. can they talk back? Um, and I'm still trying to understand, mm. understand it, but I think that's a very important thing, which you need to sort of, uh, um, you need, maybe need to test perhaps. Totally. And mine is so specific. Okay, tell me. So, can I even... Well, there's the initial... If I see someone, I and I think it's the way they move, it's their smile, it's how they smile with their eyes, it's if they've got that twinkle. Mm-hmm. And for me, I don't like, certainly at first few dates or messaging on an app, I don't want anything overtly sexual. Right. Because for me, I don't like right. the obvious being pointed out. So I don't want you to tell me that you fancy me. And I also don't want someone to talk about sexual things like on an app or in the first date. Right. Because to me, that's the cheekiness. That's the the mystery that mm-hmm. I know we're both thinking. I can see it in our body language and I can see it in our shared sparkly eyes. So we both know. And I find that really attractive. Right. When you don't even need to talk about that because it's so obvious that you just go off on tangents and make each other laugh. And then it diverts into deeper conversation. Can they do both of those things? Yeah. And just their energy, which yeah. sounds dead wafty, but it is just like the energy of it all is their presence, I think. Yeah. So all of those things have to perfectly connect. And I have to think they're really, really fit. Yeah. Like all that stuff. But because right. for so long I didn't, yeah. I, I just thought, oh, well, if I've got these few things, that's enough. Mm-hmm. So, and then when we then if it progresses into intimacy, then that that stuff can be spoken about and explored. But I think that's what it is. I don't Mm. like people pointing out the obvious. Right. I I just think it's... No, absolutely. I I, I hear. And I know different people need different things, but for me, that's what I like. Quite rightly so. Quite rightly so. Uh, So I think that for me, it's more about sort of elegance or poise. Mm, mm. It's can they hold their body? So I'm incredibly awkward in how I hold myself. Right. But I think it, I I hope it comes across that at least I'm aware. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, And I think that's very, very important. So sort of people who I've, who have dated who are maybe like dancers or Mm. artists, Mm -hmm. mostly they at least have this awareness Mm -hmm. of this is how I exist physically. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I think for me, that's very important. Mm -hmm. Um, So what's, the what's your favorite body part on another person so when you said body part i thought of uh, like arms and chest okay but face but the the most the one that sticks out the most is eyes and smile interesting okay and i think that's the same because you smile with your eyes absolutely most certainly so mm. yeah because i was gonna say for myself it's collarbones mm. without a doubt on women though i think yeah, yeah collarbones is the one yeah, because yeah. I, I think this has this certain poise and how you hold mm, yourself and mm. how you can use your body and your shoulders just to flirt. Yeah, I think yeah, that's yeah. magnificent. Yeah, totally. Yeah, leaning in. No, I get that. Yep. I get that. Um, so what's your best date? No, your best dating scenario. Just going yeah. for... Walking. See what they're... Drinking, walking. Yeah. Yeah, but you're very good at making people feel special and you because you do consider them mm-hmm. and... Other than just having to go for walks in lockdown, you do tailor dates to people. Thank you. That's awfully kind of you to say. Well, you're the one that does it. That's kind. Well, (laughs) that's kind of me. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Yes, it needs to be specific. And I I think, again, it sort of comes back to this what you expect from the relationship. If Mm. you have all these preconceived ideas that I'm finding someone to fit this hole Mm. in my life, then terrible. So they've Mm. sort of got to be, it's like gifts. It's never from someone or for someone. It's the interaction Mm. between the two. I've got a book for you. Oh my god, what book? Oh, did you buy me the book? I got you the book. Oh! I, I, I've been not... What is the book? I can't tell you. Oh my god, can you get it now? Yeah, yeah, okay. Right, I'll be back. Yeah, I, yeah. I just... Oh, goodness, I didn't post it. I felt so stupid. No, this is better. Did I? No, I didn't. Uh... <laughs> Evie says, give him my love. Because I said I've gone to Tim's. Because I didn't want to wake her up this what morning. What babe. 
Right. So, um, yes, I was going to write something in here, but um, no, I think the key thing is... That you got me a present. <laughs> my generosity. No, I think the key thing here is this idea that, yes, a, g- a gift always needs to be this communication between two people, mm-hmm. I suppose. So, um, this reminded me of you. Uh, no One Belongs Here, More Than You, by Miranda July. Oh, thank you. I'm so excited. So her work is just incredibly awkward and very exposing and vulnerable, for sure. Um, That's me. There we go. (laughs) So half of it is your kind of like shouting at the page, Mm -hmm. pages, and the other half is, is, it's it's a little bit tortured, but I think it certainly highlights stuff. Thank you so much. You're welcome. If I don't get too um, coach sick, I'll read some on the way back. Thank you. Oh, what a treat. You're welcome. Uh, take note future guests I want a gift <laughs> in every episode uh, so what's the best day that you've ever been on um, I think a really nice one was when I first moved back to London so what about six years or so ago mm-hmm. and so I was living down in Bournemouth on the south coast um, prior to that for about seven years and I, I didn't belong there mm. I was com- 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 completely out of place so it yeah. was this um, very much return to my home my home city and one of the first dates I had there was was exactly what we've just described. Um, mm-hmm. Sort of met um, met by the National Gallery, mm-hmm. had a wander around Soho, drunk wine, lovely, lovely conversation, mm-hmm. um, and then walked all the way through Piccadilly and around Green Park, mm-hmm. and it was it was magnificent. Um, she was ridiculously flirtatious, um, just as her character, <laughs> yeah, yeah, very confident and in charge of that. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think that that highlight is sort of what I want. Mm. And there have been many since which yeah. have been equally beautiful or, or, or had different nuances to it. Mm-hmm. But I think as being sort of a uh, stereotypical ideal date for mm. myself, it was, um, it, was, it was magnificent. Would you say it is a type of confidence that... Um, in, in, in retrospect, she was incredibly arrogant. Um, yeah. And you could, you know, you could, yeah. you could uh, deal with it for a couple of months, but uh, yeah, mm. no, it's a bit too much. Um, um, I, I, it was certainly covering up some fragility. Always, absolutely. Which, yeah, when people do it too much, yeah. I do it. I do absolutely. it. I think, oh, you're really insecure. Yeah, absolutely. Mm. But um, no, I've had some beautiful dates recently, which have been very similar to that, as far as one would describe them and quantify them. But um, they've all had their 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 small nuances and small mm. parts to them yeah I think it's sort of those small moments when you just catch someone's eye yeah totally for example yeah. and you it can't be it can't be quantified um one place that I like to I like to go is uh, just in the central town in uh, Temple mm-hmm. it's beautiful yeah t- oh we went there <laughs> So, Not in a date way, just in a pal way. Absolutely. So um, I, I think it's lovely because you have lots of different areas. You have mm-hmm. there's a lot of interest and exploration and intrigue, yeah. and it, it's. I really like being there, and so mm-hmm. it's yes, I have been in there on, on a couple of dates, but it's not a case of it's you know it's a trick, or it's something. You I was going to say, is there an element of it that is? I love this. Mm-hmm. Let me see what you're like in my in my place. No, it's more of a case of sharing it in this one. Right, because people don't know about it, mm-hmm. so it's 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 not a test. There, I'm just very enthusiastic mm-hmm. to show mm-hmm. people it. Um, so yes, it's not trying to elevate mm-hmm. my dates mm-hmm. in some way by surrounding them in beauty. Mm-hmm. I suppose, um, but it's always interesting because people pick out different things from it. Yeah, time. that's interesting. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, that would be cool. But it does it does tell you a lot about them. Absolutely, absolutely. Mm-hmm. So. Um, yeah, I, I, I enjoy that. Yeah, as I said, it's a, mm-hmm. it's not a test, but uh, um, it's uh, yeah, it's uh, it's a really comfortable space. I like that. Um, so I don't know if you how you're gonna. Who is your celebrity crush? Um, Catherine Hepburn, when she was still alive. Yeah. Um, Elliot Page, insane, mm-hmm. absolutely amazing. Um, I think. Those two which spring to mind. Mm-hmm. Scarlett Johansson's awesome, just in the role yeah. she plays. Yeah. But it's not really a crush. Uh, Tilda Swinton. Yeah, you... That's interesting. You've got a mix of... We... Fairly androgynous, mm-hmm. but then Scarlett Johansson. 
I think she's she's a tomboy. Yeah, she is actually. In attitude, she? at least, and how she holds herself. Oh half yeah, the time, yeah, yeah, yeah. Half the time. Actually, I'm thinking lost right. in translation, mm. not adventures. Yes, no, but in sort of when you see her doing press and things mm. like that, yeah. she's absolutely no bullshit. Right. She it like in Marriage Story, her look was very. I think what she would wear and how she would right. act and she was very much sold as the young siren mm-hmm. with curves when she was younger but she's now got such a standing that she can choose what she wants to do and absolutely. all of that stuff's been a lot more kick-ass vibes so yeah absolutely. uh interesting so, okay yeah those are me my guys nice uh what red flags should i look out for with you timothy um, as far as what do I believe people would see as red flags in myself? Yeah, that 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 are there. Yeah. So prompting myself. That other so if you would were, see. yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah if okay. you were to warn someone off you. Oh, okay, okay. How would you sell that? Um, I think one thing that people don't sometimes often understand is this idea that you can put a time limit on a, a relationship. Mm-hmm. So, um, you know, uh, and as we said, it's not a case that. The relationship must last for three months, but some interactions, mm-hmm. that's sort of how long you imagine them lasting or mm-hmm. how you see the value in things. So it's its not a case of, you know, just uh, sleeping around a great deal or just uh, being a little bit weak in, 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 in what you want. But I think people would not, um, would not necessarily value that all the time. Mm-hmm. And, you know, it can be quite insulting, for sure, mm-hmm. um, of, you know, you're only this good that I'll give you a week's worth of my time mm-hmm. kind of thing. So I think that can be mis- misunderstood for sure. Um, yeah, because yeah. I think that a lot of people um, over the age of, what, 30, mm-hmm. most of them are looking for the next person to grow old with. Right. So obviously women, there's a bit more of a time limit on that. There's a bit of a ticking going on. For mm-hmm. guys, not so much. And I think that... Because you're someone like me who loves things and is passionate and feels things very, very deeply. Mm-hmm. I think that your one of your traits that I love about you is how well you convey your kindness and your interest. Mm-hmm. You spend time with people who you find interesting. So you are genuinely interested in them. Mm-hmm. And I think because that's your that's your manner and you only mm-hmm. give your time to people when you have some something in them piques your interest, mm-hmm. I think you can make people feel very, very special very, very quickly. Mm-hmm. And I think that's why you have to outline what you think it's going to be. But then that always takes away, yeah, but what if it did go further than three months right. and this became... So it's tricky because I know that you've dated people who've sort of turned around and gone, wait, what? Hang on a second. Yeah. I, I didn't... And I will say for some of those women, they were telling you they were fine with stuff. Right. And they weren't. Yeah. And I was saying to you, they're not fine with this. However, they've told you. Mm-hmm. So if you want to take them at their word, take them at their word. Yeah. But I think that there there is still this thing that a lot of people feel that they can change someone. That person will, if they just have this next couple of dates with me, then they'll fall for me. But if someone's telling you, no, no, I think you're fab, but in this area of my life, like I couldn't date someone that did that, for example. Right, absolutely. Unless I was in a very particular place in my life and Mm -hmm. I wanted a very specific thing, but I think certainly for a while now, I'm I'm kind of done with that. And I think it's people's ability to, yeah, be bounded around it because you are more than entitled to that. And there's people out there who feel exactly the same as you. Yeah. And you're a great fit together. Right. But there's a dishonesty sometimes. And then you are left feeling like the arsehole when you're not. You've said from the beginning. Right. Absolutely. Absolutely. So I think that's maybe a fair point that I don't see. I don't understand the journey or the linearity mm. of, or the arc of a relationship, perhaps. Mm. So if you feel it, you should do it now. Mm, um, right. there's no point in waiting but sometimes there is point in waiting for mm. the intrigue and the uh, um, the journey as a whole perhaps but um, I've forgotten what I was going to say now but I think for me <laughs> long take, eking mm. it out is about trust as well it's about someone revealing themselves to me right. 
So sorry, I remembered. No, so, go, go. Um, so you you were saying that um, you couldn't be with someone who only gave you a part mm. of of mm-hmm. themselves. So this is a very interesting thing around non monogamous relationships mm-hmm. that people think that the only way it works if everybody's on an equal level, mm-hmm. as in you like everybody all mm-hmm. the same, but that's not actually the true truth because mm-hmm. that implies that there can be comparisons right and it's not a case that you can't satisfy that mm-hmm. person fully mm-hmm. it's a case that different people have different skills yeah so the i think once you've sort of understood that side of things mm-hmm. then it all comes down to ego oh yeah so this is where reassurance comes in mm-hmm. and it's not because you have to reassure them you have no duty to do so or no obligation but Reassuring someone will, when it's not necessarily necessary, mm-hmm. um, it comes with this openness and this vulnerability. So you can only do it if you're if you're in this uh, uh, in this uh, situation. Mm-hmm. But I think I'm very interested in such ideas because otherwise you put all the pressure on one person, mm-hmm. and that's not fair in any way whatsoever. In the past, every relationship has been monogamous and i've expected a great deal Mm. from those people Mm -hmm. um there's going to be value in them being a part of your life you know even if it's the only romantic part of your life but then where do you get your creative inspiration from where do you get you know other other things from does that Mm. come from your friends fine Mm. um but actually why can't it come from someone else who you admire so much that it is to some extent romantic yeah I understand. Yeah. And I think that if you're someone that can do that, fantastic. Mm-hmm. I know that my ego's way too fragile right, for right. that. I just I just know that I wouldn't be able to do it. And for me, it's about again what I'm working on at the moment and have been for the past few years is making my life so fulfilled mm-hmm. so that when that person comes in mm-hmm. and is the cherry on the top, I'm not gonna get into this codependent mess with them right. where they have to be my muse, my lover, my friend, my this, my that. I actually have people in my life who fill a lot of those roles already. Right. And there's someone that I have a fucking great time with and then they enhance my life in some ways and they challenge me and others and I learn with them. So I, because I know myself, I have to do it that way. I think yeah. when I was younger... I tried to do your approach, which works for you, and it, and it, it just made me crazy. Oh, it certainly doesn't work for me yet. Um, right, okay. But it's something I, I, I find interesting, and, you, and you've got to work on it. Yeah. Um, and there'll be terrible... There'll be things that you can't deal with. There'll be terrible think things. I can't be and... asked. It's just a lot of work. It's a lot of work. Yeah, yeah. right. Yeah. Okay, yeah, one girlfriend's enough. <laughs> uh, Timothy, what's your best feature? Hands. Cool. What about emotions? Have we got that cleared up? Yeah, I'm, I'm moving on to the next one, yeah. Uh, emotionally? Yeah. I, f- I think the fact I'm interested in stuff. Mm-hmm. Yeah. If, if that's an emotion. I, I think that fuels all else. And that's the root cause of, I believe, why I'm me. I certainly think that's one of your best features, yeah. Definitely. Yeah. Kind of you to say. It stands out, which is a good thing. Okay, so, sharp turn. Uh, you're on death row. Mm-hmm. You've killed someone. Yeah. Who have you killed and why? And then, right. what are you gobbling up before you get put to death? Oh, I'm going to go meta on this one. Um, if I killed anyone, it would be myself. Yeah. Good. Um, yeah, absolutely not. So I'm a very, very strong believer that your opinion is fundamentally wrong. Yeah. Seven billion people in the world. Your opinion is one in seven billion. Mm-hmm. If you agree with someone else on something, it's not your opinion. It's a social construct. Because mm-hmm. no two opinions can be the same right so of course your opinion is all you've got to go on so you've got to trust it you've got to work with it you've got to do it mm-hmm. but no i don't think there are fundamentally sort of right and wrong things mm-hmm. i would rather remove the desire to kill mm-hmm. from the killer mm-hmm. rather than inflict that upon someone else um, like if we believe in freedom of speech mm-hmm. you're allowed to think anything as long as you don't impose it upon other people mm-hmm. i guess is what freedom of speech is i thought you were going to say kim kardashian uh, no problems with her. No respect for her, but uh, no problems with her whatsoever. Um, she's she's probably very detrimental to many people, but she's also probably beneficial. Um, Absolutely, yeah. I love a bit of Kim. So you kill yourself. Yeah. Okay. How? 
Yeah, I don't like pain. I'm going to be honest. That's that's fine. Yeah, I, that's okay. To say. I don't like I don't like heights. I think there might be an irony to uh, to to do that. Um, I think a road accident would be would be quite good. But then again, I wouldn't Spanked. want to inflict that on someone else because yeah. they would, that's not fair on them. So why not face your fears in your last moments? Yeah, just, yeah, jump off something tall. Um, again, people see it. So I guess. What about if you yeah. just attach some rope? So you hanged yourself now because then you'd be swinging in the breeze for all to see. Wouldn't yeah, you? Well, I guess. How could my death be of any benefit? So it's about efficiency now, I suppose. If if I'm fundamentally going to die, how can that benefit more than just myself? I suppose. Um, what could be done? What benefits could there be done? Uh, could be done from that? Is there a lesson to be taught? Is it a case that you know there could be some advantage to it? I guess that's what I'd need to find out. Like, there's the obvious one of donating all your organs. Um, to scientific research, but actually, is, is, a, is there another experimentation that could be done uh, when someone, you know, volunteers to uh, to, to kill themselves? Um, you know, maybe we could, uh, you know, attach my brain up to something and see if there's an afterlife, uh, perhaps. Um, sure. What are you eating? What am I eating? All right. Um, <laughs> three quarters. You can have three courses. Yeah, I like if we're going favorite food. You know, we'd end up with some kind of octopus in there. Yeah. Love good octopus. Uh, maybe panna cotta. Mm. Uh, you know, maybe steak. You know, that's a fucking bizarre menu. Um, no, I think that's good. That's not going to sit well in the stomach. Yeah, but you don't. You're about to go, so it doesn't really matter. Yeah. Oh, in which case, you know, maybe heroin. Just to try. You it have once. a heroin chaser, so you can have <laughs> your, some octopus. Yeah. Delicious steak, panna cotta, and then. Yeah. Yeah, lovely, gorgeous, sexy bit of heroin. Yeah, absolutely. Um, something experiential is is all I meant. I don't wish to glamorize uh, narcotics. But. It's all right. I did that for years. Yeah, and, and you, made them, you made them look really glamorous. I don't know. Um, so yeah, I think it would. Uh, yeah, try and get the most out of the situation. I suppose. Yeah, I like that. Okay, you're dead now. So, what's your funeral song going to be? Oh, interesting. Um, I'm I'm a big one for celebrating at funerals. Mm-hmm. I think it should be a celebration. Um, Celebrate cool in the gang. Right there we go. Um, I think that I um so I the more you know about something mm-hmm. the more informed you are mm-hmm. the less objective you are yep because you filtered it all through your your idea of what the thing is mm-hmm. so yeah you you have this dichotomy that the most objective person is the fool mm-hmm. um by the fact I've had to live my entire life I'm the most subjective person about myself <laughs> yeah I will let other people decide who I am yeah, I suppose. Yeah, um, they will probably know me better. They will be able to give a much more honest send off. It it it's not necessarily about glamour or, mm. or I'm sorry, ego boosting for myself. Mm-hmm. Um, oh God, mine will be. Yeah. Yeah, big time. Okay, sequins. Yeah. Yeah, ostriches everywhere. Yeah, a whole yeah. lot. Um, so I think it would be nice just for people to honestly talk about me. I know there's a bit of ego there, but you know if everyone's gathered to yeah. To re- recap on my life, mm-hmm. I think... Just have a little chat. Absolutely. So that's, yeah, that's the kind of thing that that, that, that that I think I'd want. So that's not the answer to the question I asked. The question was, what's your funeral song? It's not up to me. I don't care. What's your favourite song that you want played? Oh, right, favourite song, okay. Um, <laughs> oof. Um, Nick Cave, Into My Arms, is always a good one. Yeah. It's just it's just appropriately so, but I, I don't know, that'd just be a bit trite. Um... Just go with that. Yeah, she'll go with that. Yeah. So that keep the audience happy. Yeah, it's all right, isn't all right. it? <laughs> the final song. Yeah, that's all right. I'll take it. It'll do. Uh, so, Timothy. Yeah. After our date, would you say that our platonic love will blossom into romance? Will our shared dating trauma set the scene for a one-night stand? Or are you simply going to ghost me after discovering way too much information? No. Okay, you're such a <laughs> fucker. I knew that you weren't. You've got to choose one. Uh, Don't worry, it's only a podcast. I'm not going to make you actually do one of them. It's romance. just for the lols. Perfect. It has to be. We, we've, we've, we've exposed ourselves and that's the basis for, for get, legal get reasons. Sent down. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. So I, I think it would have to be, uh, yeah, romance. Wonderful. Fab. Could I just ask you one thing first? Of course you can. How is that for you? Oh, you see, I normally say, have you had a nice time? And that's the first time I've, ne- I've never said that. Wait, the first time I've <laughs> said it. Well, not said. Yeah. How's that to you, then? 
It's alright. Yeah. How's it for you? Yeah, exhausting. Massive thanks to Timothy once again. And as ever, thanks to the guys at Digit Music. Go check out what they're doing at Digit underscore music. And I'll pop a lovely little picture of Timothy on the Date My Mates Instagram page. You can go and check out all the amazing art that he creates. And also loads of memes, information on relationships and dating, and me talking about moustaches a lot. To clarify, this is on the Date My Mates Instagram, not Timothy's Instagram. That would be well weird, even for me. Okay, so I will... See you all. Nope, you'll hear from me in a week's time when we have the most exciting guest we've ever had on the podcast. I am, I, I, I cannot wait. All right, but bye.